The meeting of the India Alliance, which was scheduled tomorrow, has been deferred. However, a coordination meeting of parliamentary party leaders of the various alliance partners will take place tomorrow. Obviously, Congress has been licking its wounds since assembly elections and also members of this alliance, while there were expectations that they will together, 27 or 28 members, depending on how you list them, of this alliance, they thought that they will be able to put up a credible front before the BJP. They will now be stock taking and also, also picking up the pieces. Now, if you look at, look at the alliance, the state of the alliance, the the, what is common between them, between them, what are the contradictions and what are the issues. It's time also for us to look at their challenges and things that make this very unlikely alliance and the challenges that lie ahead. Now, we are not saying that this alliance is not going to work. That's not how Kattak letter works. For that, you read national interest. I might also give you a list of five reasons why this alliance might work because there is no such thing as black and white in politics or so black or white in politics. We have to look at everything. So today, let me look at the five big challenges before this alliance. I will just list them and then we'll go over each one of them in a little bit of detail. So the first one is conflicting interests among the partners. Number two, who will cede space to the other? Number three, Modi versus who? Who will the alliance put up as its leader to challenge Narendra Modi? Number four, what about ideological contradictions between alliance members? Because they might be opposed to the BJP, that unites them. But what are the ideological contradictions between, between them or at least some of them? And five, most importantly, in fact, this list of five is not any order of importance or precedence. This is a random list. Fifth point is transferability of votes. So it's one thing to have an alliance, but can you can you get your voters to transfer their vote to somebody else? Can A tell its voters that, listen, I'm not in the contest, but please, on my behalf, give your vote to B, because B is my friend. Does that happen? So these five questions, as I listed for you, they are also running on your, on your screen as I'm talking. Now I will go through each one in just a little bit of detail, all of it done with the help of our political editor, DK Singh. So first, conflicting interests. Conflicting interests come in because too many of these parties, too many of the key parties are trying to grow at the cost of each other. If you look at, look at the starkest examples, the starkest example is Congress party and AAP. AAP has grown everywhere by vacuum cleaning the Congress party's vote. In Punjab, it has taken the Congress party's vote and come to power. In Delhi, it took almost all of the Congress party's vote and swept through power. It took some of the BJP's vote also and some of the vote that was in the middle, that wasn't committed to either party, which Sheila Dixit's Congress used to get earlier. But basically, it's got its power in Delhi on the strength of the Congress's vote. If you look at Gujarat, in 2017, Congress got 41.4% of the vote. It came down to 27.5%. What did Ahmadmi Party get? 13%. At, 20, at 13 to 27.5, you almost get close to what the Congress had the last time. So it's evident that the vote the Ambadi Party got was from the Congress party. So a lot of the, at least one third of the anti-Modi vote that Congress party was getting shifted to Ambadi Party instead. Narendra Modi and BJP did not lose any vote. If anything, their vote percentage went up by 6 percentage points from 46 to 52. 
Now it also follows that if Congress party has to recover its ground in Punjab, in Delhi, also in Gujarat and further protect its turf say in Haryana, then then its interests run contrary with that of Ambadni party. So how do they work together in an alliance? Now move away from Delhi and North India. Go to, go to Kerala, go deep south. In Kerala, left at the Congress are again key, key members, key members of this alliance, India alliance. But the left and the Congress are in contest with each other in Kerala. The entire Kerala politics is UDF versus LDF, LDF left obviously by the left parties and UDF led by the Congress party. So again, you are such adversaries, you are sharply polarized adversaries in Kerala. So how can you work together in other states in alliance? Because that is where again, conflicting interests come in. Shift now to the east, come to West Bengal. West Bengal, the left already, the left has already opted out of the alliance saying that they will not be part of the India alliance. In West Bengal, because they have this nostalgia that they ruled West Bengal for more than three decades. So maybe one day, one day the magic will return. So they will not, they will not share the alliance there. So already you can see that there is a breach in the alliance because of conflicting interests. Also come to the Hindi heartland, the Muslim vote. Congress party wants a Muslim vote to come back to it. Will Samajwadi party not worry about it? Will they be okay letting Congress party take some of their Muslim vote? You can also say that there will be some tension between RJD and the Congress party in Bihar as well because both of them woo the Muslim vote and both of them think that Muslims voting against the BJP will vote for either of them. So once again, there will be tension and we saw that tension in the last assembly election also, where in the negotiation, Congress party ended up taking too many seats from RJD and did very poorly. In fact, if Congress party instead of about 70 had taken maybe 40 seats, 40 seats where it was stronger, then maybe in the overall numbers, their alliance with RJD would have beaten the JDU-BJP alliance anyway, because that was a very, very close election. So these are the conflicting interests that alliance partners have to deal with. The next point follows from the first, with so many contradictions and so many conflicting interests, who will cede space to the other? Now, Congress, for example, had eight MPs from Punjab, one of them passed away, so it had seven MPs from Punjab. It's the Jalandhar MP passed away. In Jalandhar, it gave the ticket to its dead MP's, deceased MP's wife. So while she contested, who, who became a rival? It was the AAP candidate. Who won that election? It was AAP that won that election. So AAP in Punjab believes that all this territory is theirs. Why would they now concede eight seats to Congress again in that election? Punjab, as we know, is a small state. It only has 13 seats in all. So once again, they will be conflict. Will Congress party concede its space to Ambadmi party and say, all right, this time, because you are stronger now, in place of eight, we'll settle with three or four? Or will Ahmadmi party say, look, we have won the assembly anyway. We want to defeat Narendra Modi. Might be a better chance if you still contest on eight since you won eight the last time. It's most unlikely that such a thing will happen. And neither side will be willing to concede space to the other. The same thing will then happen in Delhi as well be between Ambadmi party and the Congress party. And once again, it is not confined to Ambadmi party and the Congress party. In Uttar Pradesh, Congress party will demand a lot of seats from Samajwadi party. Samajwadi party knows that Congress party does not have a lot of vote left there. So they might offer them three, four, five. Congress party will see it as a loss of face and they will be, they will be contest there because Samajwadi party will see 
any more seats being given to Congress as, as a sacrifice. Congress party, on the other hand, will say too few seats given to it as a kind of humiliation or loss of face. And what will be the Congress party's leverage in UP? That look, Muslim voters might be shifting to us. So you don't want us putting up candidates in all the constituencies where your people are contest contesting because then the Muslim vote will get divided. So I'm not saying how this will settle. I'm only underlining to you the problems that will arise. Again, move on to West Bengal. West Bengal, the Congress party last time won only two seats. This time the left will again not be in the alliance. So TMC, I do not see TMC conceding any more seats to the Congress party. Maybe one more, maybe two more, but those also, if at all, will be the seats which BJP won by large margins. So once again, how will this alliance work on the ground in the state where one of the alliance partners is so strong that it may even be able to transfer some of its votes to the other? That's the Trinamool Congress of Mamta Banerjee. Once again, go to the eastern coast. There is an important state there, Andhra Pradesh. That's a state which Congress party used to sweep in the past. It hasn't even been existing there for a long time. That's a state where they will be looking at some kind of a revival, particularly now encouraged by their, by their return to power in Telangana. So they would think it was one state. Now Telangana, we are so popular, we returned to power, defeating a regional force. Why can't we do something like that in Andhra as well? It's a legitimate ambition to have. But in Andhra, India Alliance has no partner because TDP is not yet in it and TDP is keeping its options open. And the problem they have from the YSR, Jagan problem, they would keep their options open in terms of aligning with the BJP at some point. So once again, state where a member, a key member of India Alliance can get some seats, no ally exists there. Point number three, Modi versus who? Many members of the alliance say that, look, we don't need a leader. The moment you say, because they say that the moment you say so-and-so versus Modi, it becomes a lost cause already because Modi himself is so popular that this, this, this is a mismatched fight. So it's best to fight the battle of ideas and it's best to reduce it to a battle from state to state instead of letting it become one one big battle, one big battle between Modi and the leader of the India alliance. The Congress party, on the other hand, obviously doesn't, doesn't accept that and would not accept that. The minimum they would want is that Congress party should be leading this challenge. And if the Congress party is leading this challenge, then Congress party's main campaigner, which will be Rahul Gandhi, will be seen as that challenger and that will then become, that will then become a kind of Modi versus Rahul Gandhi. It can be Modi versus Malikarjun Kharge or anybody, that kind of a race. Once again, it will be an issue between alliance partners and the Congress party and there are alliance partners who think they have a better chance of being able to challenge Modi. They think that they can campaign as hard as Modi, they are as smart as Modi or at least some of them will think that they also have the kind of smarts that Narendra Modi, Amit Shah and the BJP have, particularly take note of Mamta Banerjee and Arvind Kejriwal. Mamta Banerjee is party spokesman Kunal Ghosh and also, also General Secretary of TMC. He in fact issued a statement. He said that TMC should be leading this alliance. He said that all other, all other alliance partners in India have only succeeded by replicating Mamta Banerjee's policies. That's why TMC needs to be in the leadership and he also says that in the three states it was more a failure of the Congress party than a success of the BJP. 
India Alliance needs an experienced leader in the front. TMC is the party to lead it. What that means is, what that implies is translated in political terms, what that implies is that Mamta Banerjee should be leading the fight against the BJP. Amabi Party also has not yet made such a claim, but Amabi Party spokesperson Jasmine Shah also wrote a tweet, and you will see it on your screens, which which claimed that Amabi Party is now the second biggest party in northern India because they rule in two states. Now the Congress might contest it by saying count the number of our MLAs between Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh. Himachal Pradesh, Punjab, Haryana, so on and so forth. We have more MLAs than you, right? Those arguments can go on. But remember, once again, the important thing is, and this is an argument amongst two recent partners in a recent alliance, which has not yet faced a challenge together. But the Congress may not be happy with it. They are a big party. They have 20% of the national vote, which is very loyal to them. So they might think that, look, there are 28 parties, but we have 20% of the national vote. That is almost more than the total vote of the other parties. So why should we not be in the lead? So that, that conflict will remain and that, that will take some resolving. Number four, number four, ideological contradictions, which is very important. Shiv Sena and Congress, for example, Congress NCP on the one hand, Shiv Sena on the other. Now they came together in an alliance of convenience. But Shiv Sena has not, has not given up its ideology, nor have the Congress and NCP. Now, they have made compromises. They made those compromises that they could justify to their party people because they got power in return. But when they contest the election nationally, there will be many issues where there will be ideological contradictions between Congress, NCP on the one hand and Shiv Sena on the other. Then go up north. Right up north, you come to Jammu and Kashmir because Jammu and Kashmir also has a bunch of parliament seats. Many elections take place there. And National Conference and PDP are members of this alliance. Then the question of Article 370 and the status of Kashmir will come in. They will campaign demanding the restoration of Article 370. How will the Congress and other parties deal with it? And most importantly, how will the Shiv Sena deal with it? So these are there are many other ideological contradictions also. The left, for example, left parties will have ideological, the left parties will have ideological contradictions with many parties. So there will be there will be a bundle of these contradictions which this alliance and its leaders will have to deal with. Number five, transferability of the vote. That's very, very significant and critical. What's the point of having an alliance if one can't transfer their vote to the other? We've seen in the past SP and Congress have an alliance in Uttar Pradesh. Assembly elections in 2017, that bombed, it left to nothing because in any case, SP voters did not vote for the Congress party. Congress party does not have vote, with, which is generally seen as transferable. We saw SP and BSP in last parliament election. It's evidently because some vote transfer did take place between SP and BSP that BJP got fewer seats in 2019 in UP then in 2014, 2014 with their allies, they got 73 seats. In 2019 with their allies, they got 64 seats. So that is the one case of some vote transfer having taken place. But if a full vote transfer had taken place, BJP's numbers would have become much lower than this. So there are limitations to vote transfer, even when the vote is considered loyal and transferable. 
there are other parties who vote, whose vote might be transferable but they are small parties jharkhand mukti morcha for example uh, shiv sena we have seen the evidence from some of the bipoles in maharashtra that its vote may be transferable to its allies but will it work in a national election with narendra modi at the other end we don't know that's that's an open question in kerala obviously the left vote will not transfer to the congress and vice versa left and the congress will still be contesting against each other even in the parliament election and once again who knows in this udf versus ldf contest or left versus congress contest bjp might even squeeze through in one seat those are all open questions open possibilities again smaller parties national conference pdp cpi ml they might have some transferable vote but these are only small parcels of vote that affect very few constituencies the big question that will remain however is whether the congress party's vote is transferable we haven't yet seen much evidence of that because congress vote is not so ideological also it's not bound to the party by any caste or identity loyalties generally that vote tends, tends to be more transferable what evidence do we have that it doesn't work i told you about the sp congress alliance in uttar pradesh in the 2017 assembly elections we also saw the tdp congress alliance in the telangana elections of 2018 it didn't it did not work there either so once again if congress is the engine that's driving this new alliance then congress has to congress has to convince others that its vote is transferable and finally at the end of the discussion over these five points a question and the question is that 16 of these 27 or 28 parties are already congress parties allies which 16 of these i am and i am reading from one of dk singh's old articles of which i'll share a link with you these parties are dmk mdmk kdmk vck jdu राष्ट्रीय जनता दल आरजेडी लालू पार्टी सीपीआई सीपीआईएम सीपीआईएमएल आरएसपी फॉरवर्ड ब्लॉक शरद पवार एनसीपी नेशनलिस्ट कांग्रेस पार्टी शिवसेना उद्धव ठाकरे ग्रुप झारखंड मुक्ति मोर्चा इंडियन यूनियन मुस्लिम लीग आईयूएमएल एंड केरला कांग्रेस सो 16 ऑफ द 27 आर ऑलरेडी कांग्रेस पार्टीज एलाइज सो देयर वाज अ नीड फॉर दिस इंडिया अलायंस व्हाट मेक्स India a much stronger alliance than this congress plus 16 is the fact that it includes some heavyweight parties with large vote banks in distinct zones of the country and some of which may be transferable as well that is aam aadmi party tmc in west bengal that is samajwadi party if these parties join this and who knows tomorrow if bahujan samaj party also joins in and as we have just explained to you these are the very parties that have major contradictions of vote banks conflicting vote banks conflicting ideologies and conflicting political geographies with the congress parties and other members of the alliance so these are the five big challenges the india alliance faces in the course of time with the help of dk singh i might also bring you a list of five strengths or five positives that such an alliance might bring to the opposition